Stampede. Garner is in 163, recorded 11 Inflation is a double-edged sword. When prices first begin to rise, there's a natural pickup in an economy. People begin buying more of everything because increases, especially if they aren't dramatic, make consumers want to buy more. Sort of like that mentality that says, 
buy it while supplies last. So in a stagnant economy, inflation can help to stimulate. The difficulty with that begins when there's a sharp increase in prices for everything and consumers can't keep up in what they need to buy. And the pain begins. Consumers begin making decisions about what they can't afford. Of course, that's not a problem with the people who are at the upper end of an economy. They feel the inconvenience of having to buy more expensive food, automobiles, and even housing. But it's the people who go from paycheck to paycheck who must meet their needs. History tells us inflation can produce revolutions, and America is not immune from that happening. But there could be certain structural conditions that supersede simple increases in the costs of living. In history, agricultural crop failures have been known to contribute to dramatic changes in a society. And there are examples of failed government policies that have led to revolutions. A prolonged and unsuccessful war, a government unwilling to lessen its policy of borrowing money, a collapse in the value of its currency, internal chaos, and an uncertain adoption of new social norms. There could be changes in previously used industrial practices, but now failed. All of those things could radically result in inflation. Of course, external events can alter the very existence of a society. The arrival of the Spanish conquistadors in Central America completely destroyed Mayan civilization. Hundreds of thousands died from Europeans introducing a new virus to native populations. Smallpox.
Inflation is guaranteed when a civilization is destroyed. What we believe is normal can radically change in a short period of time. That's when accepted expectations are replaced with uncertainty, and what we anticipate can result in false hope. Deceit and deception can be substituted for what actually is happening. The lies become the truth. The demise of a civilization is inevitable, but the people in power and with privilege never admit to what is taking place. Nature tells us nothing ever lasts forever, and whether we like it or not, that's also true for us. Inflation can be the result of a civilization's destruction. It can destroy a way of living, and there should be no question that a consumerist economy relies on people wanting more. And it's at serious risk if inflation becomes entrenched. The basis of America's economy for the last 50 years has been the use of cheap energy. And the use of fossil fuels have been at the heart of that cheap energy. We've been told our climate has been affected by the use of fossil fuels. And there's lots of evidence to support that. How fast and how dangerous that has become is unclear. But I'm certain of this. It's caused serious harm to the natural world. And the most disturbing fact of all is that our economy, and in truth, the rest of the world's economies, are dependent on it. If it ever becomes known that oil is running out in this country, inflation wouldn't just become a question of being entrenched. It would lead to a collapse of the economy. There's a concerted effort to end the use of combustible engines and replace them with electrical vehicles. That's a fact, but it may not be because oil has threatened the climate. No, it may be a far more destructive reason It may be we can't sustain consuming 18 million barrels of oil every day in this country. Thank <laughs> you.
There's evidence to suggest the production of oil in this country is coming to an end. And it may not be because of the truth that burning fossil fuels is affecting our climate. The question, are our leaders telling us about an industry that created wealth in our economy during the 20th century? Oil made us powerful, but no one will ever tell us that it's coming to an end, that we've used it up. That would create a catastrophe in our economy. As of 2018, it was estimated the United States had proven undeveloped oil on land and offshore of 43.8 billion barrels of oil not including what we already stored in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That undeveloped figure would make anyone feel secure knowing America has the potential of continuing using oil for many years to come, even with our consuming 18 million barrels every day. It says... All we have to do is go out and get it. Let me assure you, I'm not in favor of what the production of oil has brought to the natural world. Oil production for several decades has now relied on a process that would suggest something has happened in the extraction of it from the earth. Pools of oil that are in the ground and have already been put in production can be enhanced by using a process called fracking. It works something like this. An oil field's production may no longer flow, or put another way, begin to run dry. And today, we rely on a process to try to increase the flow of oil using an expensive and often environmentally harmful process called fracking. Now, the first thing that comes to mind, if we have a proven 43.8 billion barrels of oil undeveloped in this country, why would we use a very expensive and harmful process to squeeze out more oil from an existing field that's running dry? In fact, Fracking for oil has been banned by some countries and protested by environmental organizations. Some communities have prevented it from being used, and rightfully so, with it contaminating drinking water.
if in this country there's an abundance of oil still in the ground, doesn't it make sense for oil companies to drill for it? But if there's an abundance of oil, why would any company spend an enormous amount of resources to extract it from the Arctic Circle? Prudhoe Bay at its peak in 1989 produced 2 million barrels of oil a day. But 16 years later, in 2005, production dropped to 943,000 barrels. Prudhoe Bay pumped about 11 billion barrels of oil from 1977 to 2005. As of 2007, it was estimated it had a remaining recoverable reserve of 2 billion barrels. When first discovered, geologists estimated it contained 25 billion barrels of oil, the largest oil field in North America. But as of February of 2021, it pumped only 319,000 barrels. That means there's a shortfall of over 10 billion barrels from its originally estimated reserves. I won't describe the various environmental damages that have occurred over the years from Prudhoe Bay production. And let me say this, there have been many. I'm not an advocate for the use of oil. But oil is at the center of what has been this country's energy needs for the past 100 years. A failure would result in a collapse of America's economy. The facts are we consume 18 million barrels of oil every day in this country. And how much damage that has created to the natural world is nearly impossible to calculate. But there can't be any doubt that it's been destructive to the natural world. We may not have a choice in this matter because we may be running out of oil and there's no political leader who will ever tell the American people what is about to happen. Either way, we face two crises. We're running out of oil that could trigger a collapse in our economy, and no one will ever tell us that until it happens. Or we may face a change in the Earth's climate, endangering our very existence. Either way, oil has turned out to be our sorrow, not our champion or our salvation.
A shortfall of oil in America's economy hasn't happened yet. But it's interesting to note President Biden has been using the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to hold down the rising price at gasoline stations. Biden's strong advocacy of a green energy economy may be motivated for various reasons. The rush by car manufacturers to push out electrical vehicles may not be because of attempts to save the earth from an environmental catastrophe caused by the burning of fossil fuels. No, there may actually be another reason And there's evidence to be found in the production of oil coming out of the Middle East. The Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, is a major force on global oil prices. In the 1970s, restructuring in oil production led to a dramatic rise in oil prices, with long-lasting and far-reaching consequences for the global economy. OPEC accounts for an estimated 44% of the global production of oil and claims to have 81.5% of the world's oil reserves. In 2008 and 2016, OPEC made decisions to trim oil production. And as recently as October of 2022, Saudi Arabia announced a large cut to its oil output. And as a result, American voices have accused the Saudi kingdom of helping Russia. But no OPEC member would ever suggest that production was being cut because oil is being used up. The reality is there may actually be an oncoming shortage. If that's true, that oil is coming to an end, there will be inflation the likes of which haven't been seen before in this country. And it will not or cannot be stopped by America's monetary policies. Our Federal Reserve would not have the tools to stop inflation if there's a shortage of oil, and only a collapse in the economy would bring inflation to an end. We've learned to expect that America's democracy will succeed no matter the circumstances. But in truth, we don't have a democracy where the people rule. No, that isn't what we have. Powerful corporate forces rule this country. And some of that power has been based on the production of oil. And that may be coming to an end because we've used it up.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Eddie Dushan's orchestra, Riptide, 1934 recording. Then you heard a cut from James Horner's soundtrack for the 2004 movie Troy, Hector's Death, followed by a cut of Jerry Goldsmith's score for the 1973 movie The Dawn is Dead, Emblem followed by a cut of Albert Chang's prologue to the movie Blood Ransom. Then Jeanette McDonald's recording for the 1930 movie Let's Go Nature, The Breeze and I. And finally, a cut from Sam Smith's The Writings on the Wall for the 2015 movie Spectre. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner, in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.